Hi, my name is Christina Amato, and I am a junior fisheries and wildlife major here at UNL. Today I will be discussing my independent research project, Overtrait Mediated Effects of Indirect Predation on Daphne dentifra. To begin, I do want to briefly touch on the background and development of my research question. When we think of predation, we often think of direct consumption of a prey by a predator. However, a predator also has the ability to indirectly affect prey by just being in the vicinity of the prey. This may be seen in prey detecting a predator's presence through visual, acoustic, mechanical, and or chemical cues. And when these cues are detected, prey may allocate their energy differently to things like foraging, reproduction, and growth. From this information, I wanted to figure out how indirect predation may affect Daphne dentifra, my model organism in this study. Daphne dentifra are algae-eating invertebrates that reproduce quickly, asexually, and clonally, and they are preyed upon by small fish, among other predators. I ultimately wanted to see how Daphne dentifra may alter their energy allocation for foraging, reproduction, and growth in the presence of predatory fish. To do this, I had the help from Jamie Lynn Plato's lab on East Campus to obtain water from a tank housing a predatory fish to Daphne, which were bluegill in this case. Before harvesting the water, I allowed the bluegills to swim in a small tank for about 24 hours so that the fish could eat and excrete waste to make the water as fishy as possible, for lack of a better term, and debris was also continuously filtered this time. After the 24 hours, the fish water was then transported back to the lab where I work in, and frozen so that the same water could be used throughout the entirety of the experiment. I then separated 72 one-day-old Daphnia into three groups. One group would be chronically exposed to fish water throughout the whole experiment. Another group would only be acutely exposed to fish water, meaning it would only be put in fish water on the days I collected feeding rate data. And the last group would be the control group. This group would not be exposed to fish water at all. They were just put in normal, filtered water. Forging data was then collected when the Daphnia were 11, 16, and 21 days old, using a microplate fluorescence reader, and offsprings and deaths were counted daily for each group as well. I originally hypothesized that constant exposure to fish cue would reduce feeding rate and increase reproduction, leading to less energy attributed to growth. I also hypothesized that acute exposure to fish cue would not have a drastic effect on Daphnia at younger ages, as they would put more energy toward growth at the beginning so that reproduction can eventually become a priority. I figured that these Daphnia would eventually see a decrease in feeding, as well as a reduction in growth and reproduction as they aged. After analyzing my data, I realized my hypotheses were somewhat in line with the results, but there were a couple surprises. In figure one, we see Daphnia chronically exposed to fish cue experience lower feeding rate on each feeding rate day, compared to the controls, with the feeding rates being similar on each of these days. These same animals yielded the most offspring as seen in figure two and began having offspring the earliest out of the three treatments as seen in figure three. In the acutely exposed group, we not only see lower feeding rates than the controls on the feeding rate days, but we also see a steady decline in feeding rate as age increases. And this makes sense because just like the control group, feeding rate decreases with age because we assume that less energy is being put toward reproduction and growth at this time. The acute, the acute exposed group also has similar total offspring to the control, as seen in figure 2, but begins having offspring at a point between the controls and chronically exposed animals. Due to the high variability in reproduction and foraging between the three groups, I actually initially thought there would be a difference in growth between the groups to account for this difference in energy allocation that we see. For example, I figured that if the chronically exposed group were to experience high reproduction and decreased foraging, they would not have grown as much, 
However, growth was quite similar between the three groups from beginning to end and in between each feeding rate day. Because of this, I hypothesized that the trade-off for high reproduction would be seen in survival, potentially, but my project did not go long enough to record the death of each sample. Based off of these results, we can attribute high reproduction and decreased feeding as an effective fish cue exposure, which is, form, which is a form of indirect predation. It seems that a constant state of stress occurs when in constant presence of a predator. This causes a need to reproduce as rapidly and abundantly as possible in case the predator were to consume the prey. Constant exposure to the presence of a predator also causes a decrease in foraging because putting energy toward eating is not a priority when under stress. In the chronically exposed group, we also see hardly any change in between feeding rates, between ages. This is because these animals are under constant stress. Their top priority is to reproduce and eat just enough to survive and consistently yield offspring. Their, feed, their feeding should also not be changing one day from the next, which it isn't, because they are in the same environment every day. The Daphne acutely exposed to fish cue also decreased their feeding, but their decrease follows a similar slope to the control. This shows us that short occurrences of the presence of a predator cause short-term effects in feeding, but the effects are not lasting enough to cause any reproductive changes. And, because acute exposure does not cause a major difference in offspring yield, we would expect feeding to decrease with age as reproduction is no longer a top priority. As mentioned previously, growth was not seen as an energy trade-off for the high reproduction seen in chronic exposed draphnia. However, this opens up an opportunity for future research to see if survival is the trade-off of high reproduction throughout an entire lifespan. This research also raises questions on how indirect predation affects other predator-prey systems and provides insight into the complex yet strategic choices prey make when in the presence of a predator. Lastly, I want to thank you for your time and also thank my advisor, Dr. Clay Kressler, and his graduate, and his graduate student, Elena Fenning, for the support and guidance throughout the entire project. There are many roadblocks along the way, but I do hope you all enjoy the final product. Thanks again.